Well, we're talking about how to make sure you are following the right leaders, head down the right paths on Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God, acting like Jesus. And Jesus had followers himself, 12 to be exact, that he did life with, as much as I hate that term, it it fits. And so I want to talk today about how your leaders need to be in your life. You know, just do just do life together, guys. Just do life. I just want to do just want to do life with you, bro. Can we just do life? Let's just just, just do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I know you probably have used that. If you are one of those church cool kids, and you probably say, you know, these are groups. Our church just does life together. And I used to say that, and then I realized, why can't we just say live life together? What do we got? We're gonna do life. Also, why do you love on someone? That's just weird. I just want to love on you. Well, that's, you better get some permission first or you're going to jail. And anyway, um, that's a whole nother topic. Maybe we'll do a week of Christianese that needs to die. How about that? But, but this week we're talking about leadership. We're talking about how uh, we can make sure that we are, we are following the right teachings and the right teachers. I'm jumping into a series uh, at our church. You can go back and listen to the sermon from Sunday. Uh, if you'd like, we put the links in the description below, but we're, we're talking about false teachers and how to identify them. But I wanted to spend this week on the podcast talking about how to, how to make sure that your leaders, you're following the right ones. We've had some, some little tidbits that I hope if you've missed any of the episodes, go back and listen. Um, you know, when you're selecting the people that you're you're following, and here's the thing, especially with the the post-COVID world that we lived in or that we're living in, is that you have a lot of options. Like it used to be that there, <laughs> the preacher down the block was probably the best preaching you ever heard because you ain't heard nobody else. So it, it's a gift and a curse to realize you can listen to some of the best communicators. Um, some of the more dynamic speakers and it, it it's tough for these little local pastors like myself uh, to keep up to have the same type of influence in your life but here's the thing those big big wig uh cool cats on the internet and on the interwebs with their enormous churches they're not going to have the same type of shepherding effect on you. So there's nothing wrong with listening to their teaching if their teaching is biblical, right? And I think just like we talked about yesterday, uh, it is there's victory and in, in wise counsel in a plethora. You should not just be listening to one type of pastor. You should be kind of sampling, getting you a sample platter um, so you can compare, contrast, and 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 it doesn't it keeps you from going too far into maybe a direction you don't need to go. But none of those people that you are, quote, being led by maybe spiritually or theologically, they don't know your situations. They don't know what conversation you had with your husband or wife this week. They don't know how you treat your kids. They don't know the stuff that you're dealing with at work or at school. They, it's impossible for them to be in your life and, and therefore speaking specifically to you. And so that's why as you're, as you're picking out leaders, 
one of the biggest things is you've got to in your in your sample platter you need one if not more than one person in your life that knows you that spends time with you you know we talked about Jesus being the ultimate example of that and while Jesus led the masses and he spoke to the crowds he had his 12 disciples and he also had his inner three even had his his top 3 right on MySpace, you used to have the top eight friends, and that was a whole source of drama. Who is in somebody else's top eight uh, on MySpace? I know it's very 2008 of me to talk about, but um, but there was an inner circle, right? James, Peter, and John were Jesus's extra tight homies, and he spent even more time with them, but he had his, his 12 disciples, and uh, he led them, and he could speak to the things that they were saying. He could have conversations with them. They ate together. They shared table. They shared the table and meals together. They worked and lived with each other. And it's that is the type of leadership and discipleship that Jesus is calling uh, for all of His people to have. Right. That's why I, I like some of the big churches that put a little disclaimer at the beginning of their sermons. Like this was. I, I hope you enjoy this sermon, but this was never meant to take the place of an actual church. Because whether you think your local pastor preaches as good as the rock star pastor or not, they're going to be there for you. And even if it's not even the pastor, but the, the friendships involved in that local church, that you, you will get accountability and you will get a personalized sense of, of leading that you will not get uh, with your on-demand, click this and, and listen to that. And so it's so important for you to pick out people of, in your life to be vulnerable with you do need accountability partners, then they can be on the same level, but you need someone leading you, someone who you feel is uh, advanced spiritually beyond you and is sort of the big brother or the the father or the mother of, in the faith to bring you along, to spend time with you. You know, the the there's a proverb that says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And, it's, and one of the meanings behind that verse is, is it makes you better. Like a knife, when it's sharpened, is better. It's sharper. It's more useful. And you as a believer will be more useful and you'll be more sharp when you have someone sharpening you. But in order to be sharpened, think about the close proximity of a knife, two, two pieces of metal scraping against each other, sharpening each other. It takes proximity. It takes closeness. And it takes time. And, and that sounds like a big investment, and it kind of is, but that's why you have to uh, prayerfully uh, make time in your schedule to be to lead others that might need you to lead them and to be led by someone that's holding you accountable, that can call you on your bull, on your excuses. They can see you veering towards that sin that so easily trips you up, and they can bring you back onto the narrow path. And it'll make you sharper and it'll make you better. So do that. Find a leader that can be in your life to sharpen you. And then be that leader for someone else if God calls that and makes that happening for you. That's how the church works and that's how Christians grow.